This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. Hey guys, I'm David. I'm Ahmad. And this is the Authentic Dating series. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the three essential steps to becoming more attractive. Now, this um, particular episode, we're actually going to talk about our particular journeys and what we did in our lives and the three essential steps that took place. Even though David and I had very different experiences uh, in terms of dating and our own personal evolutions, we discovered actually from talking about this that there were three essential things that happened in our lives that really were important for us to actually change and transform who we are and to become more attractive men. Yeah, that's what I'd say are like three steps to to almost any change, you know, but particularly in in, in our dating lives. It, we, when we sat and talked about this beforehand, we found that there was kind of three, one, two, three steps. And it was just like, we had exactly the same kind of realization and exactly the same kind of not actions out of the realization, but the same kind of realization and the same kind of idea come up for us. Yeah. Yeah. So by, by essentially dissecting our experiences, uh, we recognize these elements were key and almost, well, initially when we were looking at it, it was actually like they were turning points in, in our experiences from where we began and who we were. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk you through them now. So uh, step number one, was recognizing our own frustrations and needing change. So essentially at the time, just not being satisfied with, mm. with, 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 with how things were. And, and for me personally, I was, and I, and I mentioned this in the introduction to the podcast series in episode one. So right back to the beginning. And so for me, I was just, I was at university and socially I was scared. I, I, I didn't want to go out by myself. And I was at a university in Nottingham in UK, and it's renowned for having a great social life uh, and nightlife. And uh, one evening, I was just like, I wanted to go out, and my friends were all busy. My my three friends at the time were, were all busy, <laughs> and I was like stuck. And at that point, I just didn't know how to just to, to go out by myself and to meet people. And uh, and it, so, regardless of women, it was actually just to go out and have fun by myself. And I just, I generally, mm. I remember feeling like I didn't have the balls to go out by myself. And that for me personally, I was like, this is not, I actually felt like this is not right. Mm. Uh, and, and the very next day yeah. I was inspired to do something different. That was, that was my story. Dave, how was it for you? Okay. So I think the thing for me was uh, after university, this going back now, what are we going back about kind of 13, 14 years. And I kind of had a girlfriend for, for about a year and then we broke up and being single and then I found that you know I was kind of a lot of my friends were very busy at the time doing various things and no one really wanted to go out I think a few people had girlfriends and that sort of thing and I was I kind of think I first got into the kind of the throes of online dating and I was meeting you know some women but I was just really dissatisfied with the the kind of type of women I was meeting the quality of women in terms of like of like shared values and in terms of shared aspirations. I remember being really frustrated one day and just kind of being like, ah, like this, this can't be it. If this is it, then like, fuck. So you're saying, uh, just to be clear here, because I know your your whole journey is very different to mine. So you're saying it was the women that you were meeting that mm. you, what, what was it about them? that? I just wasn't kind of um, inspired and in, enlivened by the kind of conversation and the kind of connection and the, the values. Like at the time I was, 
you know, I started working, I've been working for a couple of years and I was very kind of aspirational, you know, I wanted to to travel and, and see the world and go and do things and, you know, just expand as a human being and as expand my life. And I was kind of coming across women who just weren't so interested in that and they weren't, you okay, know, weren't showing so, their sort of values. So I get it. It's like uh, you wanted to improve the, the quality of the women that you were meeting. Totally. And... To the sense that they they were matching your values and and so what kind of meet, women were you meeting before that before before, before I, those women yeah, yeah um i guess it was kind of going back you know i had a girlfriend for about a year or so then yeah. and then before that it was really i was at uni so you know you were meeting you know your general kind of uni girls that were like me at the time but just after that kind of a year and a half after that it was just a kind of different story maybe it was you know I kind of got into online dating when in like I said before in the years when it was mm. just it was kind of early real early stage you know all this right. is like 10 years before tinder even existed I think all right so then so then like for me uh, back to my journey when I was when I was at university and feeling like super frustrated and really upset actually because you know it just wasn't fun. It's just, I, I, I recognized for myself that what was frustrating and what was annoying was that I was in a position in my life where the opportunity around me was available to go out and have fun. Mm. And I just felt absolutely stuck. So um, the, the next step for me was like, I had to do something. Mm. And, and so step number two, and it was learning, uh, learning to learn. And what that meant was realizing that I could learn about dating and for me funnily enough the first place i thought to go to learn about dating was online of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick quick to google and i uh, i discovered well i discovered i discovered a myriad of, of different topics and techniques and there was there was forums and articles and all sorts of stuff on dating uh, and particularly back then what was really hot was this idea of pickup artists yeah and, and pickup artists for those who don't know there was a a, a movement Almost, uh, actually, no, it was. There was a movement, and it was like a very under. It was quite an underground movement. Very underground, days. yeah. Very secretive. <laughs> very secretive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very much like I want to say, like the guys who kind of get together and they plot and scheme. And yeah, there yeah. was like code names and all sorts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all. Uh, it was all pretty interesting. So yeah, so I started reading different things, and I remember getting so excited because I was like, wow. Here is the answer. It's the holy grail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel scared. I feel like worried and concerned that I'm going to go out and, and, and I don't know what to do. And here online was a bunch of guys who'd already gone out and done all the work for me. <laughs> and I didn't have to worry anymore about any anxiety. Shortcuts, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was it magic or, or magic bullet or magic Magic pill? bullet. Magic yeah, bullet. It was a magic bullet to my answer to my thing. But, but actually, I mean, while it was very interesting, and I, in fact, I actually did meet guys who were pickup artists. One of the things I quickly discovered for myself personally was that they, so, the, so the way that the pickup artists work, would they, they would have like pre-designed uh, strategies mm. and techniques and lines, yeah. pre-rehearsed lines. It's kind of similar to the stuff we talked about in uh, the, the episode about flawed pickup lines. Techniques. What was that? Yeah, episode yeah, yeah. Three? Yeah, and and so I remember the first guy I ever met. Like he was, a, he was a really nice guy. And I remember the first guy I ever met. I I said to him, "Hey, I just want to. I don't really want to get into this whole learning of lines thing. It just seemed really odd to me because you see, at the time, I had experience of friends who were good with women, and I was like, they don't seem to be doing this stuff. So surely it's not necessary. And and so I said to this guy, actually, I just want to develop my natural self. To which he said, 
how far is that getting you? <laughs> and I had to concede it wasn't getting me very mm. far at the time. Um, but then, you know, fast forward a bit down the line and, and, and I did, you know, I didn't just like, you know, just dismiss it completely. I did try it out, but I always stumbled with the idea of having to rehearse or think about things. And I remember one day being in London and speaking to, um, going up to this girl rather who was sitting in Leicester Square and, and like having these lines in my head and this whole strategy thing. And I must've got like two or three steps into the lines and I forgot what the next step was. <laughs> I, and it was like being on stage. <laughs> and, and but, but you're not on stage. You're, yeah. in a, you're in an actual interaction and it's not a rehearsal and, and stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was quite embarrassing because I think I just like cut the conversation and ran and off. Ran off. Yeah, yeah. Ran away. Yeah, Police yeah, were yeah. coming. So, um, but, but the key thing there though was actually starting to appreciate that there is this, um, just like a whole knowledge base of information out there and that one could learn. And I think the most important thing about that period in my life was not so much about the techniques and whatnot, but was actually going out with the mindset of practicing, of, well, practicing maybe the wrong word, of actually doing, of actually speaking. So it was kind of taking action, but also playing. Yeah, like it was, I think more than more important than anything else that I did was actually taking action. When but I, getting involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like really getting involved instead of being stopped by your fears and your worries and your concerns, you said, okay, I get my I get that I have fears and worries and concerns, but actually I want to take action. I want to do something about this. So I'm gonna learn I'm gonna be in this learning, learning new things and trying out stuff. I'm gonna take action in line with what I've been learning. You know, yeah, I'm glad you, you you mentioned that because what was really key for me at that point, and it goes back to step one and why step one so important, is by recognizing my frustration. Like mm. as in, I say recognize, but at the time it was it was just hot, red hot. Like I was, I I was so yeah, I was just, I was genuinely really upset about my circumstance. I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore, mm. and I was realizing that this is not cool. Like for me, yeah. not not for anyone else. And so then, even when I went out and I was trying on different things and and these different lines and perhaps it didn't work or mistakes were made or whatever and I didn't like it it didn't fit my personality I just there was something about it I just genuinely didn't like the idea of being dis, uh, disingenuous yeah but making those mistakes and all of that stuff it led me to who I am today so taking the actions but like you just said in spite of all the stuff that I did, it was actually the undercurrent thing was actually going out and taking action and, and making the mistakes and taking yeah. action and all this. So, stuff. You f- so would you say that, do you look back at the mistakes you made then, you know, maybe it was, you know, you know, like you said, freezing with the line or, you know, re- experiencing what would have been probably some odd, from time to time, some pretty brutal rejections and being mm. in awkward situations. Would you say that those were educational or did they kind of hold you back? I would say, yeah, it's a, it's a great question again, because uh, along the journey, again, thankfully, I t- it's it's an odd one, but I just had a, a sort of a pre predisposed attention span towards being me and developing me mm. and all this effort. Like, I, I thankfully, I didn't actually spend a lot of time on learning all these other materials mm. um, or, or concepts. And but what I what I did experience over that time is I'd met a whole bunch of guys who did. Yeah. And and some of them, sad to say, but some of them, they could have been very, very good with women. Mm. But then uh, over time, a lot of them ended up quite like 
socially like either socially awkward in the sense that they only had that one mode to operate in and they yeah. didn't know how else to operate and some of them actually became very depressed yeah because it was very unfulfilling to mm. maybe be successful in, at something mm. it's, it's it's essentially I, i'm not having a go at salesmen but it's essentially they were using like kind of like sales techniques yeah to gain attention from women mm. and but then underneath it all they didn't have a sense of self mm. and back then there was a big phrase of in a game in a game and and, and yeah yeah but 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 really you know there's no such thing it's just like it's, it's be you like yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the truest essence of what it is to be you is to really just like actually understand who you are and to be able to express that right but that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves here yeah um but the, the point i'm making here is so for a lot of men i would say yeah it, it took like it kind of on one hand they were getting results uh, and it looked it appeared they were making progress but it's like that old adage like to climb the ladder to find up to find out it's uh against the wrong wall yeah and that's that's the sad fact of like kind of just like trying to avoid rejection through learning these techniques will only eventually end up with you feeling somewhat empty yeah because you've lost your sense of self almost like you feel to reject yourself or the self that you now have become on the outside. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's like you essentially haven't developed your own character. Yeah, yeah, You've developed an armor. Yeah, that's totally. So I, you know, that's some really fair analysis there from from Ahmed, from what he he dealt with, and I went through a similar period actually, and you know, our paths kind of crossed very much at this point in our lives, mm. right where. Like I said, I've in, in step one, I felt frustrated with the situation I was in. I wasn't meeting, you know, enough of the women that I was really interested in meeting. And it kind of drew me along the lines of to pick up the book, The Game, which, you know, I, st I think I still have the same copy that I had from all them years ago because, you know, it's just a great read. It's quite a, a great fun read if you read it in that <laughs> way. Um, and from there, I kind of did a bit of Googling in the same way that Ahmad did. And I found like some P-Ray seminars and I kind of like went on, went to a couple of those and met people there. And I actually ended up doing a boot camp with someone in a, with a London-based company, which was really interesting for me because it turned out for me that actually my, my problem wasn't really kind of conversing and talking. It was just, just to get me into action, actually, because I wasn't going out as much and meeting people as much as I was used to, you know, back in my university years before then. It was just kind of getting me into action. But once I was in action, I was out and about. I was enjoying myself. I had fun with people. And I did, at that time, I remember kind of learning some of these lines that AJ talks about and some of the, the kind of techniques. But it didn't really stick with me for very long. I remember quite quickly being like, well, I don't really need these. It's just... I'm happy to talk to people and just, you know, and I used to say, you know, you just talk rubbish, you know, you just talk about your day or whatever you've been up to. So it was being in that kind of, kind of that that mode of learning and realizing that, you know, you can learn, you can learn it, almost anything, almost anything can be learned. Because I think up to that point, I hadn't, you know, I've read a lot of self-development books. I remember reading like The Power of Now, Conversations with God, which is like, for me, one of the most life-changing books I read. But I hadn't really thought that you could change your kind of outlook and opportunity when it came to something like dating. So, I mean, coming across this whole kind of subgenre of, of men who are coming together and being, you know, being quite open and quite honest about their, their 
insecurities with 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 being around women and also kind of their inabilities as well was very eye-opening to me to be around men who were going you know god i'm really anxious you know and i see a girl and i want to talk to her i don't know what to do i don't know what Mm. to say it was a really new way of masculinity to me that i hadn't really come across and you know in that like we made some great friends like at that time you know we we really had some really good times just being out in the world and just taking action and enjoying and yeah it was yeah, did a lot of learning about myself, kind of how the dating world kind of operated, especially. Cool. So um, so then the interesting thing that happened, I think, for both of us was as we continued more down the path of self-development mm. and self-awareness would have to be the focus of what we were then on. Uh, so this wasn't, so this, what was interesting here was then in, uh, so uh, for step three, it's authenticity. And so mm. through essentially following workshops and seminars and, and reading books and really there was this whole new idea that self-expression and sort of freedom to express yourself was a powerful way to be. And this is not just about dating. This was actually about life. Yeah, it was like we were picking up a lot of books. I can't even think of some of the names because I've, I've sold a lot of books recently mm. um, in the last couple of years. But, you know, it was really just going, you know, just loving yourself and being yourself and being authentic with who you are and and being that in the world but also kind of pushing yourself and challenging yourself and going outside of your comfort zone was a big big thing then and it was like you know self-help I feel like now has a bit of a almost a bit of a a dirty word when people mention it but like Mm. self-help self-development it was like self-education like these you know talking about people like Marianne Williamson, Eric Tolley like these these are books that you know, everyone was picking up and reading at the That's time, you Eckhart know. Tolly, no? Eckhart Tolle. Sorry, Toll. Sorry, mate. Got a bit wrong there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just to kind of be your authentic self. And we were kind of incorporating this. And this was around the time that we would have been, we were in teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, teaching guys in, in dating and, and, and kind of meeting women. And it was, we were kind of telling these, these guys were coming to us. And we were, we were teaching on boot camps and also kind of like other other forms. They were coming to us and be like, okay, tell us some lines. And we'd be like, no, we haven't got any lines, mate. Mm. We've got no lines for you. They'd be like, what do you mean? I haven't got any lines. You've got no lines. Go over there and say the first thing that comes to mind. And you'd have students who would look at you with almost sheer terror and be like, no way, you can't just do that. Mm. And I always remember this one guy I had actually one day. I was teaching and I'd brought one of my um, female friends along. But I'd actually met, I think, on the on the on the streets of London for this day. I was was coaching, and the, I remember the guy being kind of salesman, but a wide boy, proper like wide boy. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I do, real, I do real nice with the girls, this and that." <laughs> and um, this was during the day, and I just said to him, "Okay, cool. Well, you know, as a girl, you know, I was like, what sort of women do you like? What would you find attractive?" And he was like, "You know." You know, oh, you know, tall, pretty, brown hair, blonde hair, don't mind, you know, that sort of thing. I said, okay, but just look at today as we're, we're just training. So, you know, just, you know, talking to people, getting to know people, so speak to people on the street, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, okay, there's a there's a girl standing over there by the train station, you know, just go and say hello. Ask what the time is or something. And he just stopped and froze. And he was just like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. And I said, okay, cool. I said, he goes, why don't you do it? I need a demo. You show me. So I said, okay. I remember going over to said girl. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? Had a quick conversation for like a couple of minutes and then just went back to him and my female friend there. 
And he was like, okay, cool. That looks pretty simple, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, okay, cool. You know, we're wandering around the streets. And I said, oh, you know, it's that go over there. Looks your time. You know, go over, have a, have a few words, have a chat. And he started walking towards her and just stopped in the middle of the street. Turned around and his face was like absolute shock. Like it was like horror. And he, sh- like, you know, not, he hadn't talked to anybody yet. And he came back and it was almost like he was suffering from like, it literally was a panic attack. Like he just, you know, mm. face was all white. And sat him down and was like, okay, what's going on? You're okay. And he was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, paralyzed by fear. And I, if I don't know what I'm going to say when I get there, blah, blah, blah. And over the course of the session, you know, I just got him into, you know, gave him simple tasks like go and ask for the time. Go and ask strangers for the time, you know. And then after you've asked for the time, move that on to something else. And by the end of the, the session, we were, you know, I was just getting him to go over to women and just say whatever came to his mind. And he and what he really got by the end of it was that being straight about what he was thinking was so much more liberating than than kind of having these preconceived ideas or preconceived kind of lines about what he should be saying. Mm, yeah, I can really resonate though with his um, his initial fear and concern because I think one of the most powerful lessons I ever learned uh, was about vulnerability. Mm. And so whenever I speak about authenticity, I always think that uh, vulnerability is the key to being authentic. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand what that means or they don't understand how that can be useful because what, what does that mean to you yeah because like so, so vulnerability often can be seen as a weakness it's yeah. vulnerability it mm. sounds like a weakness but 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 what vulnerability means is being able to expose yourself like and i don't mean that physically <laughs> i realize as i say so this remember now. remember he didn't mean physically exposed. Yeah, yeah don't be taking your your little soldier out <laughs> <laughs> unless there's uh some uh, some eggs around mm. So, um, so vulnerability is, is being able to express yourself and your, how you're thinking and feeling without concern about what the other person is going to do. It's another way of saying being very unreactive with your, being very unreactive. Sorry, my phone alarm just went off. I need to pay my rent. So being very unreactive with, with other people's reactions towards you. So what that, so Taking it back to to my example then, so one of the earliest and most powerful lessons I learned in terms of this was when I was feeling really scared and concerned about how I would be perceived by a girl in a club, someone said to me once, like, well, go over and say to her that, hi, uh, you know, tell your name. Hi, my name's Ahmad. And just say how you're actually feeling. And like, if you're feeling nervous, to say that. And I remember the first time I went over, you know, and, and said it. I think the girl was just like, uh, okay. But the reaction and the response, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the like, it, it wasn't oh. the ridicule that you thought yeah, you might receive, like, you know. Whole world she didn't just throw her drink in your face and say, what a pitiful man you are. Yeah, nor did she, <laughs> nor did she, I was just thinking, no, but nor did she like laugh or, or, or you know, or, or whatever. There was nothing terrible that happened. The world yeah. didn't end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, now, and I'm not, again, I think I've mentioned this before, but like, it's not like, it's not, this is not a technique or anything, but rather this is a step. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. Uh, and, and this is like one of the first steps in kind of shedding a concern and a worry about how people think about me. So then, you know, moving this forward to, to like how Dave's saying, like going over and saying what you want, like we used to play some outlandish games. Mm. Um, and, and, and when I say outlandish, I mean, in terms of socially, like for some people, they'll be like, how could you do that? This, that must be weird. It must be random. 
Like one of the games we used to love playing was the random word game. Oh, random word game. Yeah, so the random word game. And I, <laughs> I still think of this now. And genuinely, it used to blow people's minds. And we used to play this all over the world. Like yeah. whether it was in London, Miami, or in even I in remember, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the three places we've only been to. <laughs> no, no. But, but genuinely, like this is the, the effect of this is, is very interesting. So the random word game is just like something we would say to our students. But we'd even like demonstrate it ourselves. And you, you go over to a girl in the club and you've been given a word by someone. And the game is you have to start the conversation with that word in the sentence. Mm. And my favorite was pineapple. Mm, pineapple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pineapple <laughs> was my favorite. Pineapple is just irrelevant. Like who, who, who's like, has a, unless you like getting you know, a drink with a pineapple or something in it. Yeah. But often guys will go over to a girl in a bar and be like, hey, I'm looking to buy a pineapple. Uh, <laughs> do you know a seller nearby? And, and you'd be surprised like how often they would end up in a conversation. Because it's just, and this is not a, again, this is not a technique per se, but this is more about having fun and being free. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And this is the thing about vulnerability. When you hit that, that level of expression, you're, and you're no longer worried, then you can go over and be playful. Like, one of my most favorite, like, moments was when I was just going over and not saying anything. Like just to, like just tink my glass. Like if they had a glass, like kind of hit their glass and they just look at them. Ding. And yeah, just be and just and for me, there was the whole vibe. I was free. I was being played. I was no longer concerned so much about the reaction. So, you know, you you're said say you go over with your your pineapple. Yeah. And you're concerned about what's going to happen. You're yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I want I, you know I want to be vulnerable. I've listened to these great guys online on on podcasts. Mm. You know, Amam and David. They seem like the most amazing men I could ever wish yeah. to meet. As I'm going to take the advice, I'm going to be really vulnerable and they go, yeah, but you're walking over to, you know, you're in a seminar, for instance, you know, mm. some sort of seminar you're at and you, you see a girl and you think, oh, I'd love to, I feel called to speak to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go over and say, I go over and say, hey, like I've seen you across the room and I feel really, you know, nervous about speaking to you. And, you know, you're generally feeling, really feeling that those nerves and concern for what she's going to say. Mm. That's, is that, is that being, in being vulnerable or... Is it something different because he still has those concerns? Well, this is where being vulnerable is, and, and again, this is like, so I would say if this, if this was actually a question from someone who was asking this, like, and I was teaching or whatever, like, I would say that the first step there is, yeah, again, it would be actually expressing what you're really feeling. Mm. And and and, and uh, this is an, imp- an important point, and I know we've touched upon it in a previous podcast, but it's worth repeating. And it's that if you're unable to express whatever you're concerned about that you're worried about then you're not it, it also tends to mean that you're unable to express what you're excited about or what you desire yeah so then in that aspect of you're worried about talking to this girl and how she's going to perceive you then like on the other side what about you know if you want to ask her out if you want to take her on a date if you want to kiss her, mm. if you, you know, you want to hold her hand, you want to take it further than that. You mm. know what I mean? Like, you know, in, in general, then then all of that is just it's going to be the same thing. And so start like start with the baby steps. Start from the beginning and acknowledge for yourself first and foremost. And actually, you know, if we if we actually take it back a bit and say even before I was if anyone listening, I was thinking, yeah, actually, it's a great question, uh, David. Like I would say, you know, if you're able to start expressing how you really feel amongst your friends, yeah. amongst people, you know, that's a great place to start. Mm, we talked about it, didn't we? Was yeah. it episode episode one? I think we touched mm. upon this. Yeah. It's a great place to start because you start to just be able to express yourself and, and let it out yeah. as opposed to keeping it in. 
And and when you keep it in, it has no outlet. It's just a frustration. And, and it, you're living in your own world. And it becomes stuck, doesn't it? It becomes a stuck energy in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, it, and, and, and yeah, it's worth repeating what I just said there. You end up just living in your own world. It's not reality. Mm. There can be a whole scenario of this most dramatic and worst case scenario of what can happen if you go over and say how you really feel. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to... And look these things can happen this they've happened to me like you mm. can be ridiculed people can laugh like people can be like insensitive yeah right but you see over time what tends to happen and and this really i'm genuinely uh, uh, like for me was uh, an amazing transformation over time when i started to recognize that if i go over and i say hi to someone you know girl or a guy whatever if i say hello to someone it doesn't matter where or when and if they turn around and they act weird or bitchy or off or they look at me funny or whatever if my intention was just to say hi and be nice or whatever introduce myself and they this is how they're reacting that's not you know that's not me yeah it's not that, personal that's them uh, and, and there's there's a couple of stories i could i could give on this i think the most poignant one was the the one that, that sort of demonstrates this the most when i first really hit this was i'll give the short version but i was in a club in london this was some years ago now i was in a club in london and there was a group of people and they had this uh they had this blow up sex doll uh, <laughs> and it had like some sort of outfit on it and I, i'd been i'd been speaking to the group and then later on in the night there was a bunch of them on the dance floor and one of the party uh, this girl was standing there she was watching a, a few of the people it was a mixed group guys and girls and they but they were taking the clothes off of this uh, of this sex doll and so they're dancing on the dance floor and i turn to the girl and i say hey you must be feeling pretty sad because they're giving this doll all the attention because she was like standing on the, on the fringe <laughs> on the periphery yeah and she was like haha she kind of looked at me and laughed and i was like i was like we well, you know what you need to do if you want to get the attention back and she looked at me curiously and i said well you need to get naked <laughs> uh, and she Classic was you. so aghast like she was like she was like <gasps> And then she was like, had a big sort of like frown on her face and so upset. But I was just like, hmm, okay. I was making a joke. And then I looked over my shoulder and a bunch of my friends were just like heading out. And I was about to leave. But then I noticed the big muscly dude that was in the group. <laughs> I just noticed her frown. Yeah. And turned to her and said, hey, what's up? And, and then she started to explain. I thought, hang on. Before this escalates into some sort of Chinese whispers and I turn, <laughs> I, they look at me like I'm the, the club pervert or something. Uh, I just kind of stood around. And I'd been speaking to him earlier as well. And I, and I mentioned to him the joke. He laughed. He, <laughs> she saw that he laughed. And then she came over to me and apologized. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came over to me and apologized and, and said, I'm so sorry. I took it wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's cool. We actually hugged and we made friends. And it was mm. like, oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, things aren't always as bad. Your concerns aren't always real, you know. Yeah, and, and, and genuinely, so the point I was making before, actually, about, about vulnerability is it's so much more fun. It's yeah. like you, when you can be free and you can be playful. Totally. Yeah. But I also, I think there's a point in here to be had is that, you know, you can, you're still going to have concerns, you know? Your concerns will still be there, right? When you're being authentic with people and being vulnerable, you'll still have these concerns. Mm, these concerns okay. about yourself and how people are going to be, they're still going to exist, right? They're always going to be there. And there's a lot of it is around you know, yourself and how you're going to be taken and people are going to listen to you and not listen to you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just like in episode two, we talked about your fearful inner voice. He's got plenty of things to say. You know, Shook Man has mm, all, Shook Man. always got something to say. I, I think that's one of our best episodes, actually, episode two. I highly recommend it if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, if you have no idea who Shook Man is, check out episode two. Yeah, and you really will know. Um, 
but yeah, you're going to have concerns. But actually, there'll be so much more fun and enjoyment and connection to be had through vulnerability and authenticity. Yeah, and so now to recap what this episode was about. So this whole thing and everything we've just expressed to you is our personal journeys to becoming more attractive. Mm. And, and so attractiveness is this sense of character, of fun, of freedom, of life and enjoyment. And if if the first step had never been acknowledged, and I think this is an important thing, in, especially with men, uh, both men and women, but especially with mental health and, mm. and these sort of concerns, is people tend to either numb how they feel mm. through uses of food, drugs, even sex and, and other things, yeah. porn and whatnot. What not? What uh, not? I love a what not. I is, that, is that some sort of food? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a crisps they used to sell for 10p back in the day. What not? Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, that's my English coming out. But, uh, but sorry, yeah. So, serious now. So, uh, frustrations. But serious really, face. Yeah, really acknowledging when you're frustrated about something and not dismissing, like, that there's something that you want to improve or do better uh, or, or change in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, step two is is being in the learning and going, okay, I can do something about this. We're willing to take action. You know, I think this is a massive thing for that I realized in life a long time ago is like, oh, I feel frustrated and stuck about something. And there was a point in my life where I just thought that's how it is. You feel frustrated about something. There's nothing you can do. There's no change to be made. But actually I came to learn through various ways and means that, you know, you feel stuck. You You feel frustrated by something there is the next step is to learn and to to make a change and then the next step there is to be authentic with that change right but just to go, just to go back on, on on one thing dave was saying there as well about learning which is really interesting is often when we lack confidence in something it's because we don't have enough knowledge mm. on what that is and yet there's knowledge and then there, then there's uh action yeah so so if you're if you're feeling like you don't know how to do something like I was when, when I was like back at university and I was really stuck, like learning and, and then taking action on what I'd learned, putting it into action, trying it out, having some success. And then, yeah, continue. it's a learning orientation, as we like to call it. Yeah, because it's self it's self-referential, right? Yeah, you, you learn something, you try it out, you over time you have success. It kind of it then indicates that this is going well, you learn more. And and this is just a very normal process in life. But what I'm the the important thing here is it builds confidence. Yeah. Because if you don't know, you learn. It builds confidence. And then as sorry, then as they were saying, authenticity. And then the next step is to you know is is authenticity in that you know you've learned something, and then then you can kind of take off the you're no longer learning. It's part of you integrate into part of who you are, and you express it as a true part of yourself. Yeah, and and authenticity, as I was saying before, if if you're right at the beginning, it's really about first and foremost acknowledging how you're truly feeling and being able to express that, and then moving up into to the point that you are free to express all facets of your character, yeah, how you enjoy yourself, the jokes, having fun, and knowing that you, as a down to earth, grounded, good person, are just looking to have fun, uh, and this is everywhere. This this is not like just for clubs and and bars or whatever this is like wherever you are in life Mm. Uh, and it can be from all manner of subjects that you feel frustrated about mm, and any change that you're wanting to make in your life so yeah so we've we've got an action for today and we feel like it's great to give people um actions to to take away and an action basically so today's action is to kind of getting to this learning orientation as we talked about is what what aspect of your your dating life or relationship is is really frustrating you 
you know, currently or has done in the past mm. and send it to us. Send it to us in the form of, of, of prose as a, as a long message over our various channels. So the best way probably to contact us is Instagram, let's say. So send us what it is. And what we'll do is we will read that. We'll either write something back to you and let you know, you know, what we help you with your learning, like give you some advice, or we'll point you in the direction of, you know, some videos or articles that would really help you in, in that issue that you're dealing with. Cool. And uh, Instagram is at authentic dating series and if you don't have instagram uh, then you can all also email us at uh was it hello at authentic dating series.com yeah and we also got a facebook page which is facebook slash authentic dating series amazing we're everywhere yeah well we try to be like mosquitoes and ants mm. <laughs> cool guys well that's a wrap another good episode yeah, yeah. Love, loving the, loving hearing from you. Really looking forward to all your questions. And until next time, peace out. Ciao.